Welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy, where we have inspiring conversations with extraordinary people. Whether you're an artist or an entrepreneur or anyone that identifies with the term creative and you're looking to learn something new, our goal is to provide just that. We want to give you the tools and the lessons that you need to fulfill your purpose while making a positive impact on the world. Now let's dive into today's episode. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. This is Jared Wright with the Who, What, How podcast. And today I have the pleasure and honor of speaking to Coach Red Wallace. Coach, man, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. I've We've been, we've been pushing this out for a couple of weeks now. I'm yeah. glad that we finally were able to get on each other's calendars and uh and get get together and talk, man. So how how's life? Man, life is phenomenal. I, I can't complain. I'm I'm blessed and very grateful. Excellent, man. I um I see the stuff that you post and like you already inspire me. I'm like, man, I gotta get my I gotta get my life together, man. Gotta get my <laughs> but then oh, I look stop. at how many podcast episodes. So he's a podcast host as well. His podcast is called Better Than Best Podcast. Um Man, you got like a hundred plus episodes. I'm like, man, he's been he's been in this game for a minute. Um, so so what what made you start like the podcast journey? Man, I was hold on, let me silence my phone so we don't get any of those distractions. I I served uh, well served. I worked for a full time uh, ministry, and they were on YouTube. And she was kind of like a, a Bible mind, not not even a mindset, like a business coach. But she used like Bible principles for that. And she had a YouTube channel. And through that, I was editing her videos and her podcast. And I just got really inspired by her message and her her view on vision and going after your dreams. So I started the podcast back when I was still working uh, for her. And then through life, I, I put it down for a little bit. And then I recently picked it back up. But man, I just love the idea of sharing our our knowledge with the world and even now more so i do a lot of interviews for the the creatives that i talk to and more so now it's a an idea of i I like to give that platform for those people because i feel like we're all connected in some point and a lot of times we may need to hear something from a new perspective so I, i like the idea of being a creative person i like to get the the inspiration from other creative places that i'm not like I'm not very talented with a, a camera taking photos. <laughs> so when I can hear the perspective of a, a photographer, I'm like, wow, I'm really inspired by that. So that's kind of what got me into podcasting was this idea of I really have a message for the world. And now more so I know that other people equally have a message for the world. And I like to just provide that space to have honest, extraordinary conversations with interesting people. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I mean, you smoked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. I um, and so you know, I was doing digging. I, I know a lot of your, I mean, even like you talked about ministry and like you know being biblically faith and, and, yeah. and so on and so forth. So, like, did you always grow up in a church, or was it something that you kind of grew into? I would say my family, we were Christers. <laughs> we were we went during like Christmas and Easter. Like we were we would consider ourselves Christian, but we weren't super like, I guess, committed to the faith. We were doing it because I, I'm in Texas, so I'm in the Bible belt. So it's like you go to church, that's what you do on Sunday. And it was more so like a religious itch for me at first, like checking that box off, being a part of just what you do. But then it was towards like the end of my high school year. Like I just graduated, just went through a fairly serious breakup. And I was like in that space of like just depression and darkness. And a friend of mine invited me to a church. So it was like 2011, I want to say, invited me to like a youth group. And I had just been out of high school. So I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm kind of, am I too old for this? But I went. And sure enough, I mean, I experienced God in a way that I never experienced him before. And since then, I've been here. <laughs> I've been only progressing and more on fire for God the, the longer that it's been. And so I would say somewhat kind of started in, in church, but not really. And then through life, I've truly learned and grasped this idea of faith for myself. Because that was a big thing for me. Is like I, I know a lot of friends that were like preacher's kids, pastor's kids, and they grew up in the faith. But it almost took them having to go away and come back 
to experience it for themselves. And that's really what it was for me. And I'm just really on fire for God. And I believe that everyone should know Jesus and know of this love that he has. And I'm just really excited to share that in any way I can. Now that's awesome. I, uh, I had a, I had, it only takes like one God moment too, right? right? Like to light it. You're like, Ooh, that was right. I've experienced a lot of things, but that's not something mm-hmm. I can experience for sure. You know, uh, almost like prompted, like, you know, like there's things that we can do, like, oh, we can go to a concert and kind of get like the concert yeah. high or like we can go to like whatever and like we can experience things and we can kind of like generate that experience. Yeah, for sure. But then there's these other type, these God experiences that are kind of like yeah, spontaneous. <laughs> you don't know when they're going to come. You don't know how oh, yeah. they're going to come. And but when they come, you're like, man, um, I need to I need to start living differently. And then you start. For sure. Um, so that's dope. That's super dope. Um, so what are you what are you doing? I guess now, like what what's 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 the day in the life of like Coach Red Wallace? So, oh, so you're asking kind of like what my routine is, huh? Like, like, just like, you know, so you said that like, is, is, you're not a creaster anymore. That was the first time I ever heard that too. So I'm, I'm definitely stealing that term. But like, (laughs) so are you going like, uh, every Sunday? Are you in ministry? Got you. I'm super involved. Now, I'm not as involved as recently, just because the way that my, my life and seasons have shifted. But I mean, there was a point in time where I was in the church anytime it was open kind of thing, like multiple times a week. Now it's more so. So I play for my worship team. I play drums for my worship team. So I play probably three Sundays a month there. So for sure, I'm going to be in church every Sunday. If I'm not playing um, drums for the church, then I'm I'm attending. And then um, we have uh, Wednesdays, once a month, Wednesday services, and I play most of those. And then we have a also once a month we have a youth service and I'm involved with playing for the worship team on during the youth services. So you could say you could find me at church probably like ninety percent, eighty five percent of my my life. Amen. And if Amen. it's not at the church, then I'm helping you know various community groups and stuff like that. Cool man, that's awesome. So you're like you're definitely like a servant leader. It seems like yeah, you're for sure you're definitely out here just trying to do what you can, utilizing your gifts and your talents, yeah. and like trying to help people and, and give them platforms and things like that. Yeah. So, exactly. so speaking of things that you're trying to do and, and why we call you coach. So I'll, I'll let you explain the coach <laughs> red, the coach and coach red Wallace, man. For sure. So uh, I'll start by going back to the beginning of last year. Well, I'll say this much. I feel like coaching is such a, a broad term that gets thrown around so lightly And I really don't want to take all the negative (laughs) connotations that come with that because everybody and their mama wants to be a life coach kind of thing. But I believe that coaching wasn't always called coaching. It was called leadership. And when I heard it put that way, I was like, wow, you're, you're not wrong. And even before I consider myself a coach, I can think back to when I was rapping full-time trying to be a rapper, trying to make this happen. I had younger artist friends of mine, maybe a few years younger. And I remember almost trying to build them up and take them with me. I was like, hey man, I I like how you did that verse. You could tweak this, you could do that. So since I can remember, I've been kind of coaching and mentoring people, but now more so this past year or so, I've really committed to becoming this coach. So I guess to, to, for me, being called a coach is just someone that's going to to guide. Uh, they're going to be a, a trusted advisor to a degree and a, a kind of like a mentor and a disciple maker in a sense. But as far as to kind of narrow that down and make it more understandable, I would consider myself a creative mindset coach. And basically, that's just a, a fancy way to say that I believe everyone's creative, but we don't always believe we're creative. So it's it's kind of tough to to not realize that we have this creative nature because if we, you go back to our faith, I believe that God's created us as creative people. Like we're created to create. But even more so than that, a lot of times the biggest thing that we deal with is our mindset. And I, I believe that before we can do and we can create, we have to understand who we are 
And the biggest thing that I, I do in, in my business and my calling is helping people see themselves the way that God sees them mm. and really find their identity. And I say creative identity, but ultimately a lot of us get confused with who we are because we get tied into this idea. Because for me, I grew up feeling like I had to perform, feeling like I had to earn approval and acceptance. And I, I got to the end of that to realize that, who am I? Because I, I had a 10-year rap career. And at one point, I really feel like the Lord was kind of shifting me out of rapping and into something different, which I didn't know at the time what it was. Come to find out that it's what I'm doing today, leading and helping people. But in that time, I realized I, I'm not what I do, but I'm, I'm who I am. And that was the biggest, the biggest thing that I had to learn. And that's what I like to teach the people that uh, ask, that sign up to be my clients now is because so many times we're, we're searching to find who we are. But before we find who we are, a lot of times we turn into what we do. Because I don't know about you. you. You see somebody maybe at a coffee shop and you're like, hey, man, how's it going? And sure enough, one of the first few questions you're going to ask somebody is, what do you do for a living, right? Yeah. And I, I believe it's not what we do because we're not human doings, we're human beings. And that's the, the biggest thing that I, I like to look at when it comes to being a coach. But I, I could totally go on for a, a long time on that. But I hope that was kind of a, an intro way to answer that question. No, that, was, that was perfect because I think that there's a lot that, that I can even pull in from there. So, for sure. you know, even like from, from a societal perspective, right? Like we ask the question what do you do for a living? And yeah. oftentimes that determines how we treat that person. Exactly. Like not even your identity. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to treat you, not how you, Come on. you're not even teaching me how to treat you. Um, it, it, it creates a level of value for the person, especially like man to man type stuff. Like, oh, oh yeah. man, like, okay, he's a, I don't know. He's a steel worker. I mean, he's like tough. You know, he's tough right. as nails. Can't you yeah. know? So maybe I don't need to have any level of confrontation with him. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? It's, it's stuff yeah. like that, or Seriously. like, uh, oh man, you a uh, you're a uh, you teach you teach uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu? Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I don't need. Nah, to have I'm good. Any, yeah, I'm you good. know what I mean. If I have a problem, I know who's gonna <laughs> get my right. back. Right. <laughs> you start to place people's value upon what they do, but even further than that. A lot of names were given, like last names were given based upon vocation. So like the bakers mm, of the world, yeah. the cooks of the world, uh, the archers of the world. Yeah. Man. Those are names that have, of things that people did and that's mm. how they identified themselves. And so for you to be able to na help people navigate outside or greater than what it is that you do is... That's not just helping them like creatively. That's helping them For manifest sure. what their purpose, calling life is, on, and, and it should help them with their journey. Um, yeah, because at any point, like you could not be doing that thing anymore, and then exactly. everything that you kind of hung your value on is gone, and now you have to recreate your value. But your value was never in really what you did. Um, so that's dope. That's super dope. Yeah, and I love um, to ask that question to my clients is when they're really getting hung up at everything that they're doing, I would ask them, so who are you if tomorrow you couldn't do that thing? Like say I'm sitting there talking to a, a recording artist and I'd be like, so say tomorrow all of your singing ability, all of your musical ability was gone. Who are you then? And it's from there we really find a place to explore. And it's when you explore yourself on that level and you get that self-awareness. Because a lot of it when it comes to mindset and mindset coaching is getting self-awareness. Because, I mean, I, I'm nobody special. I'm just someone who's chose to be committed to personal growth. Someone who's chose to like, choose to have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. And all I'm doing is holding space. And I'm helping people see themselves for who they are, who they truly are. So I'm going to call you out a little bit right now. So you, <laughs> you, right. Are, somebody, you are somebody special. Uh, I appreciate that. You are a child of God. You have keys to the kingdom. And you are living in your purpose. 
Yeah. So the stuff that you're doing is helping people. You're leading people to the calling in which your life is being is being called to. Yeah. And so you're not just existing. You're not just getting a participation trophy. You're not just, you know, we say we say 80 percent of the, of the people that go to church are people who are patrons. Or, yeah. And then you have 20% who are like actual participants, actual yeah, givers. Sure. You're, you're in the church, you're serving, you're serving outside of the church, um, and you're looking for new ways to serve. And yeah. that's, that's truly unique because some people get stuck on just that 20% where like, oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm being a participant. You're like, yeah. well, how can I be more of a participant? How can I be more right. of a participant? What can I do more? Um, and that starts to really narrow down your uniqueness and in your relationship with God. So I kind of just wanted to speak to that for you real quick. Um, so how do you become like a mindset coach? What what do I need to do if I wanted Man. to jump on this journey? So there's there's a few things you can do. Like if you really feel like you need to get solid, solid foundational training, then there's a ton of certifications out there. I would say definitely look into the ones that are accredited if you do want to go the certification route because like like I said earlier, you can spend 30 minutes and be a certified life coach <laughs> or mindset coach or fill-in-the-blank coach. But I really feel like the biggest portion of being a, a mindset coach would be like we all have knowledge on something and we all we all have a level of expertise on something and i would say if you were really trying to become a, a coach in general is what do you know like the back of your hand and what is that that you could teach or help others through and that's where i would start and ultimately it goes back to this idea of I would say get your own coach as well. And I'm not just saying that to, oh, go buy my course kind of thing or, oh, buy my, be my client. I'm saying there's plenty of well, well qualified people for whatever space you're in. But it's like, and even if it's not a coach, it's a mentor. Like when you, when you surround yourself with people that are doing the things you want to do, then that's going to call you higher. So that, that's a, a big portion in that. So if you were trying to be a mindset coach, I would say, if you need the certification for yourself mostly and for that idea of, okay, I've achieved a level of knowledge, then go for that. But I would say it ultimately starts with getting in front of somebody and seeing how you can serve them and how you can help them. Cause that's ultimately what I, I did when I first started out. Got it. Um, and like, and it's like, obviously we're talking about serving again. Like it's, it seems to be just once again who you are. It's not even yeah. like what you do. It doesn't matter what it is you're doing. Yeah, for sure. You're going to be serving to that capacity, um, which is super dope. I, I'm I'm that way. So we're very very similar in that regard. Where it's like, you know, how can I help? What can I do? What do you need? Who do I know um, that can help you? If I can't, if I can't do it myself, right? Um, and sometimes that's the creative, that's the creativity that I have. The creativity that I yeah. have is not like, oh yeah, I'm about to go rap or like, you know, do <laughs> right. something great. It's like I can creatively put people together and I know sure. who needs to be in a room to make like magic happen. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't always come from a place of for people who are dealing with this lack of creativity. Um, it can be very logical. It can be oh, very yeah. logistic, like logistics. You can use logistics and be creative logistically. Like, oh man, no, we need to do this, and then we can do this, and and so um, I just don't want people to get pinned down on like, oh man, I need to like create media, yeah, um, you know. And if I if I and if I don't do that, then I'm not a creative person. Um, so we talked about kind of like the people that you serve, creatives, things like that. Is there something specific? Um, as you're going through the process that you really start to lean into outside of like identity? Like is, is identity like your first thing and, and then you start specializing or something else? Or is like, that's the specialty. Like I'm going to help you discover who you are as an individual and then that should help you execute better creatively. Yeah, that would be uh, the main overarching theme. But there's also a, a few common things that I know that creatives face. For instance, a lot of the my my clients and former clients, they've dealt with this idea of confidence and clarity. Because I know uh, as creative people, we we 
tend to be visionaries. And the problem with being a visionary is you have, man, my son's agreeing in the background. If you can hear that, uh, my two-year-old's in the background just saying, yes, dad, you're right. We're, we're these visionaries and we, we tend to have all these ideas. Like we've got another, like we're, we're, if we're a musician, we're making another song. We start another song. We start another song. So we start all these things and we're thinking, man, how can I get clarity and focus? So it's kind of a clarity focus. There's a confidence that I mentioned too, because a lot of times when we're creative, we don't trust our own abilities. Like we feel like, oh man, I don't know. My songs are okay. They're not that great. And you could, I, I look at it like this. A lot of the most talented creative people don't realize their their super strength. They don't realize how creative they are because for them, they're they're active acting in their zone of genius because it's so effortless to them. They're like, oh, this isn't something special. Mm. I just wrote this bridge and it's a Grammy winning bridge and they wrote it in like two minutes. And I'm like, man. And I, so I really help people see their their genius. I really help people know that it's not necessarily a confidence issue, but more a courage issue. Because a lot of uh, younger creatives, when they're first starting out, they think, man, I've got to have all this confidence. I've got to be so so well-established and I can do this, but you just have to have an ounce of courage because it takes courage to put out anything. Like, you know this, starting this podcast. Like, it took a crazy amount of courage to just be like, press record, press post, hopefully someone will listen. So that's kind of a few of the things that I I help with. And then as well, I, I like to help with burnout because that was something too that I experienced pretty heavily when I was towards the end of that that career when I was working in that ministry, because it was very creative work. I was making videos. I was editing a lot of content and I got to a space where I was just done. And again, it goes back to the fact, it goes back to identity because it's like we, when we start doing the things that don't fulfill us and we're doing too many of those things, that's what's going to lead to that, that burnout. That's what's going to lead to that, that sense of being blocked or, that sense of dread because I don't know about you but at some point in in your life I'm sure you've probably experienced a time when you just didn't want to get up and go to do the job that you had to do but you had to do it because that was the only option and you get into that space of just such dread and what I've learned through through my experiences of life and the people that I can help is that if you can reframe what you're currently in in your situations and you're able to truly realize what you have in front of you. Wow. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> you said, and you said a lot of things I'm like, I want to like pull out on. Yeah, so for like, sure. Um, so people don't recognize their genius. We'll start yeah. there. Like, that's like twofold for me, right? Like there's, there's that aspect of it, but then people also ignore it yeah. because they Come have on. like genius envy. Like, I want his genius. And because yeah. I don't have his genius, forget all about mine. Like, don't even worry about... Like, if I can't be the person that's on the stage platform communicating at a church or something like that, mm. there's nothing else that I want to participate in. Yeah. But, you're, but you're a great greeter. But you're a great... Mm. And, like, and like the person that's on the platform doesn't really like talking to people. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like... Or 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 the person on the platform can speak well to a topic, but they can't have conversations around it mm. because they don't have more than what they presented. Um, but you have this 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 breath of life that you can like lend to somebody else and help guide, and have empathy, and have all of these things that are going on, and like we just ignore those things because we want it to be the way that we want it to be and and then we also look at it like oh man well i can't i can't platform communicate as well as he can so i'm just gonna i'm not gonna do anything right yeah so like you know some people like you said some people might write a great bridge but can't write a verse some people exactly you know some people can make a good drums but they can't put a whole beat together yeah um and because they can't do certain things, they don't do anything. And it starts to create mm. that analysis paralysis yeah. where we start looking at all these tools and resources and comparisons and 
this, that, and the third, as opposed to what you're saying, like just work on your craft, work on what it is that you're good at. Let's let's lean into what you're a genius about uh, from a biblical perspective, what your spiritual gifts are um, and how you can start maneuvering and utilizing those things and leveraging and helping people and growing in that, in that particular skill. Um, so that's, yeah, man, that was good. That was good stuff right there. So when you, when you start to speak to someone about their gifts, are you speaking to them from only a perspective of like secular value or are majority of your clients, like people who have some level of like biblical background or Christianity beliefs? It would be both when they do have a biblical background. I I feel like it's easier because then I'm able to kind of uncensored say, listen, you know what God has for your life. Do I need to say more kind of thing? And I'm able to be a little bit, I guess, a little bit more real talk in their face for certain faith-based stuff. But then, yeah, but I also feel like God really has made this such a an outreach, outreach in itself because I don't, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into just dealing with Christian creatives. I did it first, but I really distinctly felt like God was saying that like you're able to speak into people that are lost and it's not through bashing them overhead with the Bible that they're going to be like, Oh, okay. Okay. God's real. I'll repent. It's over just like accepting them where they're at and then calling them higher. And it's through calling them higher, whether it doesn't seem in the, at the time like, oh, that was a God thing that you're asking me to do. Really, obviously, I want you to meet Jesus in this love and truly be set free from everything you're dealing with. But yeah, I would say it's a both and. Gotcha. And you're serving them, right? Like, hey, you're not even a believer. And, yeah. And I'm serving you with every ounce of what I can give. Um, and a lot of people's relationships with people who are Christian, they don't have that experience. Um, they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, you guys, you Christians are so judgmental mm-hmm. or you're so harsh or you're so like by the law, by the book. Um, so when you have somebody, like you said, I'm going to meet you where you're at. I'm going to serve you like I would serve anybody else. Yeah. And I'm going to do my best to help guide you in your in your path without trying to change it too much just trying to elevate you um you have a level of acceptance you have a level of identifying who they are right you're like i'm going to spotlight who you are um and you know these things because of your belief system yeah but you don't have to always bash them over the head with it which is like which is dope but then if they ever ask like hey for sure where do you get this stuff from you're like, oh, man. It's- well, you know, actually the Bible. <laughs> it's this book. <laughs> but also something, too, that I've noticed with a few of my more recent clients. Hopefully my son's not too loud in the background. <laughs> um, more of my, my more recent clients is I've been given the opportunity to see some people that have faith in God. But whether it's they've strayed away a little bit or they're just a little lukewarm, they're kind of on the fence. And without me even asking, that's kind of been a topic of discussion that's came up, came up in the coaching. And I'm just like, okay, well, all right, God, you open the door. Let's, let's talk about it. So it's been really interesting to see. Yeah. It's also like, I think right now, for whatever reason in the culture, it's been real heavy. Like, oh yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on, but like everything is like, God, 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 which is great. Yeah. Um, Especially after coming out of the season we were just in, because I think a lot of people lost a lot of faith um, oh, yeah. through COVID, you know, and, and all the losses and things like that for people. So to come back into this season in 2023 and like hearing and listening, it maybe it's just me because it just where I just surround myself. I'm like, maybe, right? No, maybe I, I, I agree. Just, <laughs> maybe I'm just more God. I don't know, but right. uh, but I feel like there's definitely a more present God that people are kind of talking to and for speaking sure. about. Um, and pop culture, which is which yeah. is unusual. Um, you know, it's always like the, hey, yeah, I would like to first thank God, but then that's it. Where now people yeah, are having right. like much deeper conversation. Um, yeah, they're going on full on mini messages when they're doing their acceptance speeches. I'm like, wait a minute, okay, yeah. <laughs> like where did this? When did this start? Where did this come from? Yeah. Um, how important do you think self improvement is 
in general? Mm, I I look I always go back to the quote that if you're not learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. And or that or another quote is that idea of a lot of people die when they're 25, but they're buried when they're 80, 90. And it's that idea of if we stop learning and we stop growing, then then what's going to happen? Like, what are what are you going to do with your life if it's someday you just decide, oh, it's only about me? And it's it sounds so counterintuitive because you say personal growth, you say self improvement, and it's this idea of you're growing yourself, but then you get in, but if you're not doing that and you get so wrapped up in yourself then it becomes like, oh, I'm just going to retire. I'm just going to be on a beach somewhere drinking Mai Tais, whatever you do. <laughs> and it's that idea of, it goes back to impact too for me in serving. It's like I am taking care of myself and I am going to grow all areas of my life so that I can be for others. So that's why I think personal development, self-improvement, it's essential. It's essential for life. When did I, when did it become like paramount for you? I feel like for me, it was, you know, 18, 19, 20. Then I took a couple years off and then 25 happened, I think, or 26 or 27, um, 27. I had, my son was born and then there was like this huge, like, oh man, I got to learn everything about being a dad and I, I got to make more money. Yeah. And like, you know, what do I need to do to like equip myself to walk into different opportunities and and be ready. Um, but sometimes, especially for us guys, right? It's, it's, a lot of it is like circumstantial. So it's oh, like yeah. we won't we won't like learn how to be better boyfriends or husbands until the right woman comes along. Yeah. And then and then we and then she's like forced to to make us grow, right? <laughs> like right. um you know, even like getting getting ready as a parent. So, and we don't even have those conversations oftentimes with like other men. Like it's usually just us trying our best and just figuring it out. Um, so you said you said two things really that really stick out to me is that one you have to do the development, but like is that yeah. something that's continual? And if so, um, what are some things that you're doing to help yourself continue to grow even during seasons that don't require it? And then secondly. <laughs> Um, the the community aspect, iron sharpens iron. Um, you know, having mentors, having people around you that are gonna force you to level up in the things that you're doing. Uh, how how critical are those to you as well? So, two part question. For sure. So, first part would be that you said. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to process both it's of all them. Good. So I so you mentioned what would be the continuing the growth even when it feels like you don't need it necessarily is that right like so that yeah, would be part one season. yep again what's hard is i feel like god just wired my personality to always want to do that and before when it wasn't healthy because like if you believe in the enneagram the personality test i'm a type three which means the performer the achiever which makes a lot of sense why i had to like overcome the dark side of those drinks but i always have just pushed myself to that and it's it sounds so cliche being because i know there's people out there and that's just not them and and I understand that too, because I've definitely, when I been at my lowest, it was hard to pull back through. But I will say, you, you think about it like this, because I heard it said recently in a business, I think it was a business podcast or something I was listening to. And it was the idea that what you got, what got you here won't get you there. And it's that idea of like, when you're scaling businesses, like people that have made hundreds of millions and they're going to making billions, what got them hundreds of millions won't get them the billion. So they have to switch their thinking. And it's when they stop switching their thinking that they stall. And it's when they stall that they end up actually taking a nosedive. And that's when you see a lot of companies fail. Now, I'm no business expert by any means. I'm fairly creative focus. But when I heard that, I was like, wow, that could be applied to so many other areas of life. Because I, I look at it like with my marriage, perfect example. 
um, when we first had our son, he's two now, but that first year, I was very focused on learning how to be a dad because that was the new thing. But while doing that, to a degree, I neglected on learning how to still be a good husband. So when it got to a point where me and my wife were getting into more arguments, we were just at this weird indifferent space wasn't awful thankfully because we caught we caught it soon enough but then it was like okay hold on let's pump the brakes let's readjust you've got to be building up all the areas at the same time even when it feels like you don't so that would be the the kind of my thought there is you always have to think of you never know what could happen and when you get too focused on one area at a time which is important and it sounds like kind of goes against contradicts itself but when you're too focused on one area at a time when you're being personal development of all the different things then one of the other areas might lack so i would say that you really just have to be on top of it and and when you are on top of it then you don't have to worry it's like when you're ready you don't have to get ready kind of thing but and then to answer the second part of that would be what 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 was your second part i'm so So, sorry just like community, right? So, oh, yeah, like yeah, iron, yeah, yeah. Iron so iron. again, community is huge, and and you even mentioned before that question how for you it was like a surge of needing it when it became circumstantial, and I would say for me again it goes back to when I had the huge God moment that really changed my life in 2011, and I only kind of started going up from there. That's because I surrounded myself with the right community. And I was surrounded by these people that weren't accepting average. And I love the way that like my pastor puts it is like, we weren't put on this earth to just suck air and die. (laughs) And it sounds so silly, but I love that he says it that silly way because it sticks. And I'm always thinking like, and or that whole idea of like, it's not about just you're for and no more. Like it's about the people outside of not just your family. Your family is definitely the biggest portion of how you order your priorities, but it's so much bigger than that. So with those things, yeah, community is huge. And it's like what John Maxwell says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Like I I love that idea of who you surround yourself with will ultimately be who you become. And that's always been a challenge for me. And here it's even more so a challenge because here's what's hard is you're at a stage and maybe your friends were also at that same stage of, wanting to be developing and growing, but at some point life happens, a pandemic happens, whatever may happen, they they tend to almost go backwards to a degree. And then you find yourself in this weird limbo because you're like, man, these friends used to be on the same path as me. Why am I not going on the same path? And you're, then you're like, wait, that's because I kept going and they stopped. So that's why I think it's so huge to really check your circle. And with that, I'm not saying just go abandon your lifelong friends if they just up and decide to go through something. But I say that when they are going through something, recognize it and help them through it. But again, that goes back to like what you said, iron sharpens iron. Just like when I have a friend that sees me slipping, they're going to pull me up and vice versa. So yeah, I think community is huge in that personal development space. And it's uncomfortable. I think that's the second part, right? Like, oh yeah, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, exactly. And it's not, and then that sounds cliche, um, <laughs> but it's like, if you're not uncomfortable, then there's not growth happening. Exactly. Um, growing pains is a Period. term. <laughs> like, it's a term for a reason. Growth requires some level of pain. I think the last thing too that you kind of spoke to was... Uh, was cost equity where like, you're yeah. like, Hey, I'm going to be the best dad ever, but how much is it going to cost me? Yeah, It's going to cost me spending time with my wife. It's going to cost me being as good of a husband as I was. Um, so making sure that you we're adequating or allotting enough time to, to grow and develop and be in the other spaces as well. Um, so those things aren't, aren't, aren't losing value or aren't losing or, you know, they're just not, they're not decreasing. Uh, at a level that is unacceptable to the the person or partner that you have. So that's dope. I love that. I love that. And like, too, like uh, when you have community of people, especially who are like growth warriors, like they're going to 
Hey, yeah. hey man, have you looked at this? Have you looked at that? Right. Like there, you guys are going to yeah. almost constantly be on the lookout and there are going to be things about that person that they're going to be looking for certain things. Exactly. And it's going to be different from the things that you're going to be looking out for. And when you have those perspectives and you have open conversation about those things, it starts to really create this level of accountability that you can't recreate or duplicate on your own. Like you have to have people around you to call you out, call you up and call you to what you are. Um, And you being a mindset coach, I think that that is something that if somebody does not have that for themselves, like you can get that from Coach Red Wallace. Where For sure. And I think there's a lot of people who don't have that. There's a lot of people who don't have people who are like, especially, especially guys who are like, yo, man. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? (laughs) Like, what you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Um, or, or, or why aren't you growing or why aren't you, you know what I mean? Like you, you, Mm -hmm. you know better than that. Seriously. So, um, who is somebody that needs a mindset coach? So what, if I'm sitting at home right now, I'm listening to you speak, um, what are some of the characteristics or maybe challenges or obstacles that I could be faced with right now that I would really need or could utilize your services for? For sure. It sounds, again, it's going to sound counterintuitive, but I believe that people don't need a coach, but a coach definitely will take you further faster. Because when we get into a space of thinking we need, when we get into a desperation like that, I feel like it, we we kind of, we frame it in the weird, the wrong light. So I would say people that would benefit from a coach would be someone who is in a, a few different categories. Because I know too that I don't know about you, but a lot of people don't have a budget for a coach. <laughs> and getting a coach definitely is a personal investment. It's going to be an investment, but I believe that your your dreams are priceless. So you really can't put a, a dollar amount on your dreams and on your sanity and especially on your mental health to a degree. Now, obviously there's therapists and stuff. And one thing that a mindset coach isn't is a therapist. So I'd love to kind of clear the air there is therapists have a job that's different. They focus on the past and they focus on a, a space of almost almost healing to a degree, but also just getting out what was on your mind from years past. And a coach will see the past, but also focus on the present and the future. So I would say that if, if someone that's out there listening to this podcast and you identify yourself as a creative person that that is feeling stuck, whether it's you feel burnt out in your current circumstances, or maybe you feel like you like the confidence and the clarity of where, how to take your dreams. Like you've got dreams, you've got all these visions, but you're kind of looking for clarity and focus. That would be the type of people that would really benefit from the services that I can provide as a coach. Awesome. Um, and I, I think we kind of like got the answer to this, but I, I still have like, so like what made you, leave your your ministry work and like decide hey i'm about to be a mindset coach like what was the 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 switch that went off or the circumstance or the life event that caused you to kind of move everything into focusing on this aspect of life for sure man i love this question because to get to that, I have to kind of rewind. So I started rapping when I was, uh, when it was 2008. So I was like a sophomore in high school, I want to say. Uh, I loved Lil Wayne, Drake, the Young Money, YOLO, all that stuff. That was like my bread and butter. And I was like, I'm going to be a dope rapper. This is what I'm going to do. This is the end all be all. Again, at that time, I kind of was about God, but really was about being a performer and like winning the Grammy. So I started rapping about 2008, somewhere 2011, 2010, 2011 was when I started kind of getting back into church and shifting how I rapped. I started rapping about God because I heard people like Lecrae, Andy Minio, all those guys really started inspiring me and and planting those seeds and my son agrees. I guess he likes Lecrae. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He actually wants to rap. He wants to play drums and raps like me. I was like, yep, that's 
that as the, the dude, huh? But but with that, um, let me get a minute and talk to him. Hey, bud. Hey, you want to say hi to everyone? Hey, what's up? Great. We got we got a special guest on the on the pod. Yes. Bentley, you say hi. Hi. Yeah, hi. Good job, buddy. Okay, you're gonna go watch your show now. Okay. But yeah, so I started kind of Christian rapping, uh, I'd say like 2010, 2011. And um, sorry about this. My son's been a trooper today. He's He's been sitting through the second podcast of mine to record. But so 2011, 20, 2010, 2011, I started rapping about um, God and stuff. So it was then that I I was just like doing the thing. I got really involved. So that's kind of the shift my music took at that point. And then fast forward, uh, my my youth pastors planted a church, and I was running sound at that point. So I was like, I'm going to go help you plant this church. Again, super involved in church. And then through that, one of the elders actually is the CEO for the company that I worked for. The, the online ministry that I worked for. So he gave me that crazy opportunity. He was like, you know, sound, do you know video? I'm like, I could try. So I took a step of faith. They took a step on faith and faith for me and, and vice versa. Yeah. Learned a lot, fell in love with doing the whole video editing stuff. Did that for about four years towards the end of that. Again, that's when personally I just had too many irons in the fire and was getting into burning out. And it was around 2018 that I felt like God was just stirring me to stop rapping. And I'm like, what do you mean, God? I love rapping. And I just released a song. It was like my my best performing song, like most streams, most connections, like made it with a couple of friends. It was popping. And then again, there was, a I had a prophetic prophetic word spoke over me and I rapped under the name redone because you know I was redone through Christ the whole thing <laughs> definitely living my Christian rap dreams yeah, and yeah. and the prophetic word was along the lines of like God saying he's about to redo redone yeah. and mm. you're not gonna understand and you're almost gonna be mad at first but it's gonna take elements of all the things that you know and put them all together so that was like 2018 I heard that word all right, hold on, and so I started I started, pray, I started Wait. praying on it, and I was like, I think, I think God's saying to stop rapping. So I stopped. So from 2018. So you, you just, good? like, no, you know, you're great. So you Sorry, just. Sorry, I'm like super. <laughs> like, no, nah, you're good. You're good. So how painful of a process was that for you? Like, Well, <laughs> The, the most painful process. All right, because I'm like, because you were like, I just stopped rapping and I just jumped. Like, no, like I I, I could imagine, like yeah. I put my yeah. heart, soul, so, body. So 2018 up until I'd say probably the beginning, the end of 2021. <laughs> From 18 to 21 was me like just confused. Like I was still super involved in church, following God. But as far as the 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 real element, I was like, I'm going to be a worship drummer. I'm good with that. I'm happy serving. I just kind of took a step back and started getting really focused on serving. And, but again, like on the inside, <laughs> I was like, I was redone the rapper. Who am I? Right. Like literally that was me. I was like, who am I if I'm not rapping? <laughs> and that was like the hardest thing for me to come to grips with. But then, yeah. So it was at the end of 2021 that, well, let me, I mean, I'm, I'm going so fast. I apologize. I have to like catch myself and go back. So 2020, October, 2020 is when I, we had our, our, our son. And it was around that time. I was like, my, my wife's a hairstylist. She's great financially. So I was like, I need to be a stay at home dad because one, I was just, I was burnt out from the video editing job. Like it was ministry, but it was just in a space. It was a zone of excellence. It wasn't a zone of genius. So it was like, I was good at it. It was taking care of the bills, but I wasn't fulfilled. And again, that was super weird because I'm like transitioning out of rapping and then I'm setting down that job. So then for that whole year, twenty October 2020 till about October 2021, I was unemployed, stay-at-home dad, focusing on serving at my church and taking care of my son. So that's where I was in that space. But again, 
personal development that whole time. Like I, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm working on me, working on what it means to be a dad and a husband, a Christ follower. And towards the end of there, I was like, well, I got to start making money. I, I'm, I'm inspired again. Like I took that time off and I was like, I can't just sit around and do nothing. So I, I found uh, it was affiliate marketing. And uh, I was like, yeah, I could get into this affiliate marketing thing. Why not? Everybody wants to get the freedom and you know you hear all the the cliche things out there about you could be rich and overnight so i i believe that whole scheme of things yeah, for yeah. about a month or two but through that i met a guy that coached coaches and he was just like you're too encouraging and motivating to go try to do this whole affiliate marketing thing. Why don't you just, why aren't, why aren't you a coach? Like you could inspire and motivate people that way. And I never thought about it that way. So I was like, sure. So I, I got connected with him, ended up doing one of his programs for the majority of the beginning of um, 2022. So I went through that and that goes back to what you were saying about the community aspect because I was in a community of people that were very successful coaches making like tons of money. And I'm just over there as like a, a nobody. And I was in this room like, help. <laughs> but that's kind of like what got me into the, the whole coaching space. But from there, it was, I, I just ran with it. I was like, I, I'm committed to being not only a mindset coach, but being the best. And it wasn't for the sake of, being the best for my own personal gain, but it goes back to the the serving, the God factor. It was like, how can I serve people so radically that their life will be changed forever? Hey, I just wanted to pause here and give you the opportunity to either apply to be a guest on this show or give you the opportunity to work with me as your coach. To do that, you will find either of those links in the description that'll say either be a guest on the show or book a free 30-minute Zoom discovery call. Each path will get you headed towards living your most creative and fulfilled life as you learn to live better than best. All right, now back to today's conversation all of this yeah. stuff and it's like no there's a lot of processing that has to happen there's a lot of suffering that generally has to happen in salvation yeah. um and it's generally not you know let god's will be done on earth as it is in heaven we have to like really burn out our will sometime oh yeah um and and sometimes it's like, hey, God, it's like, I just want to, or do you just put that thing down? I'm not even going to tell you what's next. I just want you to put that thing down. And yeah. so for for a year, three years, you're like processing, yeah. like, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, because these things aren't fulfilling and I haven't really gotten the directive on where to go next. But in that time, like, you know, the development process is happening. Yeah. You're having people around you. You have a great partner, it sounds like, with your wife who's like, hey, for sure. you need to take a year? Take the year yeah. because I know the <laughs> next 50 are going to be, yeah. you know, fulfilling. Um, and that's why it's so important to, like, choose your partner the right way. Like, it's yeah, so many things that, that are, like, impactful, that are life-changing, that really mm -hmm. determine the roads in which we are able to take in life. Um so shout out to you, man. Shout out to you for being patient. Shout out Appreciate to you for it. not giving up um, and kind of growing and being uncomfortable in that space of, I don't know really what I'm supposed to do next, but God told me for not sure. to do this anymore. Um, so I'm not. And, and in the midst of like the high of that, right? Yeah. Like I just dropped like my my best ever. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm told to stop. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I can't tell you how hard that was. Because I mean, I was, yeah, I was like, 200 300 songs in that i had released and put out like multiple mixtapes couple albums and i'm like I, and i was seeing somewhat fruit like i mean i had some awesome opportunities i opened up for colton dixon he was on american idol i got i got a few few cool notable moments there yeah. in my career but then yeah for god to say you know what i have other plans for you yeah. and for me to be like maybe you do and granted and like i was playing drums for my church and i still play drums for my church so that was another cool space that i was kind of 
able to be in. Now, if he would have been like, sit down absolutely everything and just sit in solitude and then tell me, it probably would have been even harder. But yeah. even through that, it's it's just been amazing because it's like you said, a lot of people think that the the Christian walk is just milk and cherries and we just, we have butterflies everywhere. And yeah, like there are amazing times and God definitely blesses people. But also there are trials and there's seasons that suck. And like obedience is hard. And like that's why a lot of people don't want to follow God because then they're like, man, but I, I, I love God, but I love this. <laughs> I love that. Like you you fill in the blank with whatever you want to fill it in with. But if if God's asking you to lay something down, then lay it down and trust him. And you might not know what it is, like what's next. And even stepping into what's next, it might look entirely different than what you had planned. But I would much rather be in the will of God than and be in the will of God and be closer to Job's life than be in the will of God and be, and be out of the will of God living on the high horse. Yeah. Because, Eternity is a lot longer than forever on earth. So it's just when you have an eternal perspective and a biblical worldview, it it shapes things a little differently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So this is the Who, What, How podcast. Here's my who question. Oof. Who are you? Who Who is Red Wallace? Man, who is Red Wallace? Man, I love that question. It feels like such a weighted question, too, because it's like you're asking the person who tells people how to identify themselves who's Red Wallace. I would say Red Wallace is is a work in progress. Like uh, Red Wallace, you could you could see the the Instagram bio. <laughs> you could have that version, the, the successful coach that's inspiring thousands and thousands of people. And yes, I am. I believe I'm doing that and I'm going to continue to do that. But the Red Wallace that I guess people probably wouldn't see right away is the the person that's faithful, that's going to show up, that's going to encourage you even when you can't see the other side. And it's, man, I love that question because even that question makes me want to flip it back to the people that I want to serve, which sidebar, again, being someone who has achieved and performed most of my life to be in a space now these last couple of years to be so others focused is that's growth in itself because if you would have asked if you would have asked me maybe like let's say 2018 right before god was like put down the rap if you would have said man who's redone i would have been like man let me tell you this <laughs> this dope rapper uh, I'm selling out stages. I'm going on tours. I got Grammys. I'm working with all my favorite artists. I would have gave you all of that nonsense. Yeah. But the truth is, like, you ask me that now today, and I'm like, I'm I'm a father. Uh, I'm I'm a husband. I'm someone who is grateful that he gets to wake up and hopefully make some kind of impact in someone's life. Awesome. I love it. Good answer. Um, my what question, what do you want to be remembered for? Oof, man, I love that one. It goes back to, so my biggest spiritual gift is exhortation, which is the, the ability to encourage and inspire others. And it goes back to the core of what, what I want to do with all areas of my life is I want to be remembered for my faithfulness. I guess that that would be a big one is I I was that faithful, not only faithful to serving God, no matter what, like in, in the good times in the summer and in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also just that encouragement that I left for others, because if, if I could do anything, if I could be remembered for anything, it would be that I made people realize that, they're better and they're they're doing better than they think they are and that God's got a plan for them and a purpose for them. I love it. And then 
my how question is, so we know what you want to be remembered for. How do you execute that? Mm. Like being the time that we're in right now, we got the internet, we got social media, we have phones and cameras and all this ability to record and document. Like we're here during this time for a reason. Like we're, we're here, we're here for a reason, but we're here in this moment in time for a reason as well. Uh, So how do you plan on executing your legacy? Man, by showing up for the person in front of me, because we have access to literally millions of people (laughs) at once, but to, man, (laughs) but to, but to be able to be with the one, to be present with the one person in front of me and to make them feel valuable to make them feel heard and seen. And the practical way would be being intentional when I'm on social media. So mm-hmm. say I'm on social media, instead of just consuming and scrolling by, if I see something, I say something. If I see someone and they're an amazing artist, make the comment. Be like, your art's amazing. Yeah. It spoke to me. Or whether that's literally reaching out and DMing complete strangers and being like, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Because I believe that your story is important and giving them that platform to share their story. Now, granted, my podcast is still growing, so we don't have a huge following yet, but we will. (laughs) And, um, just giving those opportunities for the people that are around me and just using, using every moment, like not spending it, but investing it. Mm. And that also goes back to my family. Like, I mean, I, I saw my my son. He's turning off another light. I love it. And instead of being like, oh, no, we got to edit all that out. Like, life is perfect and polished. Like, letting people in and seeing that, like, this is real, real life. Sometimes my son wants to yell in the microphone or it takes that moment of I need to go talk to him. And it's just being aware of the surroundings. I guess that would be another way to accurately execute. I love it. That's all I got, man. This was man, awesome. I love it. It's I been great talking it, to you, man. Hey, man. First off, let me go ahead and just thank Coach Red Wallace for today. Man. Oh, this man. Was, you got the button. This was awesome. Like, he is the man. Um, I love it. This was, this was, this was awesome. This was awesome. This was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Um, Where can they find you if they want to find you? I'll also put links, but you can also. Yes. um, You can find me. So on Instagram, it's at coach.redwallace. And the same, I want to say it's the same as that for TikTok. Let me double check real quick. Yes. So at coach.redwallace for Instagram and for. Um, TikTok. And then I'm also on YouTube, Better Than Best Academy, Coach Red. Somewhere along those lines, that should get you there. And I'm working on a website, which I'll probably give you that direct link because I'm getting that domain fixed <laughs> at the moment as we start this year. I'm, I'm transitioning into a, a newer website. So I'm excited about that as well. Cool. Two lighter questions. Actually, well, yeah, two lighter questions. Um, you got a 91, 92 Bulls. Uh, who's better, Jordan or LeBron? Is that even a question? Come on. I mean, I mean, it's, it's debatable, man. It is debatable. I will say that much. Um, I don't follow as much NBA now, just okay. in the past year or so. So I can't say of mo- most recent LeBron performance, but I, I'm I'm a sucker for the the old school players. MJ, so got you. Jordan's got 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 my heart for for gotcha. now, but but we'll see what happens. I mean, I will say I I commend LeBron for for the effort that he is bringing, and he's probably definitely close, if not tied. <laughs> he's probably a, a very close second because yeah. I mean he he understands the the benefits of investing in your craft. Because man, I heard something crazy. He invests like a million dollars a year on his body. Yeah, and I mean that's why he's still in the game at that age. And that just attests to the point of if you really want longevity, you have to invest in the right coaches and mentors. For sure. 
For sure. I was gonna I was gonna ask Luca a question since you're in Dallas, but I guess we'll Yeah, I mean I appreciate Dallas for sure. I appreciate right. the Mavericks and Luca. And then the Cowboys too. Like they yeah, they good, they I mean my middle name, my government middle name <laughs> is Dallas because my, my dad's a big fan of my parents are big Dallas Cowboy fans. Cool. And I mean I was born in ninety three, so it was the height of their oh, yeah. their huge success. So oh, I totally yeah. get that. Cool. All right, man. Oh, last last thing. Um, yes. One song. Oof. Recommendation. One song recommendation. Yep. Man, that's tough. There's so many good, so many amazing songs out there. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this one, and it sounds weird not not being a a hip hop song. I would love to to share a hip-hop song but for me recently there's a song called the blood by bethel and it's just been really speaking to me in my personal worship time yep and i would say that would be the one that first comes to mind because that's like one of the the first ones i heard earlier today but there's so many great songs out there man you put me on the spot i'm like there every time nope that's what i want i want the first one to come to mind i appreciate it Coach Fred Wallace, has been a pleasure. Thank you for joining the Who, What, How podcast. Be blessed. Yes. Thank you so much for watching and listening today. Let's stay connected. You can either click on the video or click the little subscribe button so we can stay connected. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Coach.RedWallace to get more consistent encouragement and motivation to live your better than best life.